comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show 2022 World Cup Preview Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and with me today is Logan Stump. How's it going, Jordan Wiegand? I'm feeling pretty good as I'm <laughs> reviewing these Sporkle quizzes. <laughs> I'm pretty good. Uh, I was so embarrassed. I was doing them on Sunday, and I'm just sitting there going, gosh, this is really embarrassing. I'm just glad that the Dolphins play later just because I think it'll save me from a lot of heartache because I'm going to tell you right now, I, I sucked at all. <laughs> so, uh, You won one, not to spoil it for the videos that are yeah. coming up, but you, you, you've won one so far. Um <clears throat> I'm posting these. Uh, so I we posted the first one on yesterday, Sunday. So uh, what they are for people that don't know, they're just fun Sporkle quizzes, which is a website that you can do quizzes on. And some of these are actually made by the U.S. Um, U.S. Soccer, um, like the World Cup qualifying players are are by the uh, is by U.S. Soccer official account. And, uh, yeah, so we did quizzes. Uh, the first one up is World Cup winners. Can you name all the World Cup winners? That's on there right now. Uh, coming up tomorrow, we have the 2014 World Cup roster Sporkle quiz uh, tomorrow. And then I think I'm going to put another one on, like, Friday and then one on Sunday when the World Cup kicks off. Um, so we have four Sporkle videos, and I've uh, edited three of them. I'm on the fourth one. It's almost done. So I'm feeling pretty good with my pace on these. <laughs> I was looking back on when I filmed these, Logan. Do you know when I filmed my side of it? Uh, I want to say probably like <clears throat> August. September 24th. Okay. Now, I think I did do uh, August originally, and then that was when my mic uh, was on mute the whole time and then I had to redo them. <laughs> so I took weeks off because I was like, I don't want it fresh in my mind. Like, I don't want to like then just get like a hundred percent on each one. Like, Oh, I wonder how that happened if I did it like right afterwards. Um, so I took, I took some time off and I was like, okay, I feel like I don't remember these anymore. <laughs> and I actually did different ones too. I did like, I kept two of the ones that we did 
I think the twenty the twenty fourteen and the uh, World Cup winners I kept the same, and I think I actually did like two MLS different like two MLS ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, we can do those whenever. So I did like more World Cup focus so far. So that was fun. Uh, so those videos will be going up throughout the week. Catch the first one uh, available now on our YouTube under the playlist Sporkle Quiz Showdown. But uh, we're going to be talking the World Cup. Logan, it is less than a week away. Uh, I know a lot of people are saying they're not excited or whatever, but I am very excited. Uh, I know, yeah, it feels different than the summer because you don't have the build up to it. But um, now that the club games are done, I am feeling so much anticipation towards the event. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's Jordan. It's one you and I have been waiting for since. I mean, we started the show in 2020, right? The end of 2020. Uh, I mean, I've been waiting 20, since yeah. 2017. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> we've been waiting a really long time for the U.S. Men's National Team. Finally, the time has come. I remember watching last World Cup and it just not having the same allure. Uh, it was really exciting, but not having a team that you could kind of gravitate towards to and, and go, hey, that's my country, that's my team playing on the biggest stage in the world. Um, it, it's kind of shocking to not have a team. But, you know, 32 teams headed off to Qatar, uh, ready to compete to become best team in the world over the last, you know, you build this up for the last four years or even beyond because you've been building this youth, uh, this golden age that the U.S. men's national team is kind of heading into. Uh probably one of the most exciting U S men's national teams um, that we've had in a long time um, just because of the prospects of uh, one this year, but looking forward into 2026 when we do host the world cup here uh, on this side of the, of the world. So this is a nice uh, measuring stick. I think for us, Jordan, I think it'll be really exciting. Uh, I was actually throwing down some, um, I guess some uh, banter with some of my, uh, I just started a new job and most of my uh, coworkers are British so getting able, you know, being able to throw a little bit of the, of the, hey, all of our guys are healthy. This could be it for us. You know, my bouncing. It should be a holiday then. Right. You should be off it really on should. Black yeah. Friday. I mean, come on. Be. He's probably not going to be there, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's probably going to be watching the game. Right, right. Because <laughs> what sucks is over here, it's at 2 o'clock. Over there, it's, you know, 7 o'clock. So they're at home from their work, and they just jump on, probably go to the pub. Enjoy the England versus yeah. US game. Well, that's so. what'll be nice for us when it's twenty twenty six. We'll that's have true. the we'll have the proper time mm-hmm. for us. Yep, which is great. Um, so we're gonna be getting started on this preview here, where we are going to be previewing group by group, and uh, kind of sharing. We 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 have a bracket. I'm gonna put the link in the show notes as well for this bracket. For anybody that wants to join our stateside soccer show MLS um, World Cup bracket, you know you, you can just pick your. You have to like pick your um, pick your uh, like uh, eat two top two of the group and then in the knockout. Like if you're doing March Madness or whatever, and uh, then at the end you have to do like how many World Cups total? How many? world cups how many goals total in the world cup in in qatar and i put a original like 55 goals and then i had to look up what 2018's was yeah Uh, do you know how many 2018 had goals i think it was like 150 something wasn't it 
179. Okay. So I moved mine to 180 or something. I was like, bumped that number up <laughs> from 55 because I was like, usually on like ESPN, I think it is usually they'll have like how many goals the team you chose to win score, but this mm. was total goals scored in Qatar, which I was like, dang, that's a tough thing to, um, tough thing to do. 2026, that'll be easier because you're going to have to like, do a drastic increase mm-hmm. because they're going to have more teams. Um, so you just bump that number up quite a bit. This is the same amount of teams, but I just was like, well, maybe they'll score one more goal. Like, I mean, I don't know. That's a tough thing to predict, but yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and um, uh, let's see. We'll go ahead and I guess get started before we do San Antonio FC won the USL championship uh, yesterday against louisville louisville was looking to become the first team with three um us uh, us usl championship championships that's what's so confusing about trying to say the the name of that um (laughs) and then uh what else was i gonna say real quick um oh a lot of players are just you know roster cuts and stuff are happening in mls we'll talk about that another time there was some uh some big picks, you know, made in the expansion draft. There was like five and then one was a trade, but really not much that most teams are going to miss. I think like John Bell is the name that really stuck out to me and Giacchini from Orlando, but I'm sure we'll talk about that in our preview for St. Louis, like two weeks from now when the <laughs> season gets ready to kick off. <laughs> um, okay. So let's go ahead and, talk group a logan go ahead and tell us who is in group a yeah so uh group a is qatar ecuador you've got senegal and the netherlands so pretty decent group the host city uh in that group a and honestly i mean it, it they, they sound like they're they're ready for uh in a, their first appearance in a world cup but um i, I don't know it, it depends on how well uh, I guess that this shakes out for them, but that's some two tough teams in that, in that group. Uh, and I know we'll talk a little bit about, I guess each one and kind of what we're looking at, but Qatar um, really, I think as far as a host city's concerned, I just don't, or country's concerned, I just don't see a way out of group A um, because I think all three of them can stack up really well against them. Uh, I think even Ecuador is going to be a formidable opponent for Qatar uh it is in home soil um i think they're going to be used to the weather there um i think the weather is supposed to be actually pretty nice out um when these games are played i don't think it's going to be anything too drastically crazy i think they said like the 5 a.m games which is 1 p.m yeah guitar time are going to be the only ones that really have to deal with um heat because mm-hmm. like uh people that are over there now are like oh when those next games kick off which i think is like the what are the times? Like five, nine? What, I think they're no, five, two, eight, eleven, and two. I want to say. So they're saying that, like, when it got to the time of like when the second game would kick off, it was, yeah, eight a.m. Yeah. By then, it was like already. Oh no! Some of these games are okay. So game, Monday only has three, and it's eight, two, and eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, but like some days have five a.m. 
But I think I read that like the the earliest game is the only one that really has to worry about that. The other game kickoffs are like when it's already cooling down. So it may not be that bad, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, and I like you said, I mean, um, I just don't think the weather is going to be a big factor. So that's good uh, for cities that are countries that are coming in, probably where it's colder. I mean, if you look at England, hell, there, were, there was snow there some. Um, it was mm-hmm. getting to that sloshy, like, wintry mix over here in the United States. So teams that were playing recently got to kind of, you know, train and that kind of stuff and that weather. Um, but, I mean, the road for guitar, Jordan, I think, um, as far as – because it's always good to talk about the hosts. I just don't think it's a good road at all. I would be very shocked to see them get out of the group stages just because of how good those other three teams are in their group. I would say this is not really an ideal group for a host team. Okay, so I'll say uh, Qatar has a better shot than people think. Um, When we saw them in the Gold Mm. Cup, they put up a really good fight. Uh, these are players that they usually say are like they almost call. I think one of the nicknames for Qatar is called like the club team, and it's because they've played together so many times. It's almost like they're a club team. So I think that they'll have a little bit of an edge with that. Uh, Ecuador is kind of like a dark horse, I'd say. I think most people assume Netherlands and S- Senegal are going to get out of this group because uh, Netherlands is notoriously good when they're not disappointing so really for me it's like okay is netherlands gonna show up or are they not and senegal uh sadio mane was injured he's on the squad but i'm just kind of wondering if he'll be able to play a big role for them so i do think it's kind of open a bit for qatar now i'll spoil my bracket i do not have qatar going on but uh, i could see them possibly getting through because i i remember in that um in that gold cup they were they were pretty impressive yeah i mean they they held well against the united states team that was actually in pretty decent form from what i remember um and and (laughs) they're still paying people to come to their stadium and dress as other people's fans so that that's kind of it (laughs) Uh, oh i don't know if anybody saw that but that was the most interesting i think i've ever seen if you go through like like, college kids oh yeah like (laughs) Even in their own country, like warming up for the, like the arrival on an airplane, like they literally staged people acting like they were coming through like airports dressed as Brazil fans. And you can clearly tell they're not from Brazil. Like it's clearly like they have like stock images of uh, the Qatar people and it's literally them. And then they have pictures of them later on in like Argentina stuff. So it's like, these are the same exact people. You're just using them over and over again. Um, I think, uh, you know, it, it goes without saying Qatar, I mean, it's got its issues. Um, human rights are a concern. Um, you're going to hear about this, uh, where they had many people die building stadiums. Um, there, there's some issues as far as, uh, women's rights over there as well. And we'll get to Iran when we get to it. Um, but in that part of the world, uh, I mean, you see a, a huge dive of just, um, awful treatment of humans, awful treatment of women, children, um, and it's mostly just men uh, in this society. They reign as if they rule the world. Um, the oil money's uh, strong in this area. The stadiums, I think, are going to be beautiful. But I think at what cost did it really, you know, and, you know, it, it comes at a huge cost for them. But 
it is the home crowd. Like you said, Jordan, I think Qatar is going to be stronger than people think. But however, like I said, I don't, I don't know when we'll do the bracket thing. But uh, just to kind of spoil, I don't think Qatar advances into the next round. So it'll be interesting to see what happens as time goes on and how many of those fans that are filling the stadiums are actually from people home country just because i'm interested to see the dynamic of that i know there's a lot of u.s people going over um but it'll i think it also depends on where these other people are coming from and what maybe some of the violence that happens in this country who knows i think it's all big question mark um yeah i think this uh group is gonna be probably close i think this Mm -hmm. is like a really like almost i wouldn't say group of death this is a tough group right ecuador pretty even have been playing pretty well. Senegal, you know, just won the Africa uh, won the Africa Cup of Nations in mm-hmm. 2021. Uh, that helped get them here. Uh, the Netherlands are kind of resurgent. They missed a 2018 um, World Cup, right? Didn't they miss 2018? Uh, that's what I have. In that my sounds head. right. Uh, but 2010 they had uh, been the runner up and they were just a runner up in 2019 for the nation league. So there, there is a chance here for them to, yeah, I, I believe they missed 2018. Cause I feel like that was Italy, Netherlands, USA. Like those like three big teams that, mm-hmm. that missed the world cup. Um, yeah. Cause it's Virgil van Dyke's first uh, world cup. Yeah. Nope. So interesting there. So uh, let's just go over some stats with some of these teams, huh? Uh, real quick. Uh, I have, I know you have like players to watch and stuff, so I don't know mm-hmm. how you wanted to do this, but Qatar, this is their first ever World Cup appearance. Um, so I'm sure that they'll take, you know, they'll kind of take what they uh, can get out of it. But they're also a host. They have a, a group that's going to be tough. I'm not sure what their expectations internally are. They have won the Asian Cup in 2019 and the Arabian Golf Cup in 92, 04, and 2014. Their highest FIFA ranking, and I put this on there only for this team, just because, again, they've never been in a World Cup. Their highest FIFA ranking is 42, and that was in 2021. Yeah, I think uh, most people have them as number 32 in the projections that I've seen as far as ranking World Cup. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm interested. I, I am interested. But like I, like you said, Jordan, I mean, this team, when they played, man, they played very defensively. They played in a way that it completely negated anything the U.S. was trying to do. I actually thought they made the U.S. most uncomfortable um, with teams that we played friendlies against. Like, I felt like with the European teams, we had our chances. With Qatar, it just seemed like it was like, man, they as much as they really – they, they kind of played on the back heel and just kind of let us attack, but they were, you know, prone to just not letting up any kind of good opportunities, big chances were not created. Um, but when you look at their team, um, a guy that stands out is Almoiz Ali, uh, who led in World Cup qualifying, he had six goals, two assists in eight minutes and eight starts, 25 years old, young guy, um, was really impressive. I think he played in the U.S. game as well, um, but just really impressive. Um, from the videos that I saw, just kind of clicking through and trying to figure out some of these players are. Um, but Akram Afif, uh, also a good Yes, creator. I've heard lots of great things about Afif. Yeah. 
Um, but I'm not Afif- joking. I have. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say. I was like, because their articles are they, they rave about him the most, um, creating chances. Uh, three yeah, assists, no, I've heard he's really uh, good. Four goals again, 25 years old. So a, a younger squad in the attack. I think he um, played in Belgium too. If if what I read was, yeah, right. But for a again, bit, now he's back in. Now he's back in Qatar. Yeah, guys that uh, ultimately I think are, are really good players in the attack. Um, definitely something that you look for in a host city just because they need goals and need goals quickly. The quicker that these teams, especially Qatar, Qatar scores early, then it's going to be very difficult for these teams to kind of play on that back heel in Qatar um, with all their fans. Uh, I imagine the atmosphere is going to be absolutely tremendous for Qatar. Um, so I'm kind of hoping to catch one of their early games, just kind of see what that's like uh, and see what they do with their team. Um, but yeah, that, those are two guys that I think are highlighted the most. Hados is uh, also somebody to watch, plays in the midfield. Um, but the first two uh, that I mentioned were two of the guys that if you read often, they're the, th- they're the two stars that you have to worry about for Qatar. Moving into Ecuador, um, Jordan, you and I have heard these names. Um, Moises Casado, uh, you've got Aner Valencia, um, and Valencia has been really impressive and impressive in his time. The captain that leads all 35 goals in 74 con- uh, country games. So um, anytime he plays for Ecuador, the guy is a proven scorer, proven leader. Um, and this Ecuador team, um, they're tough, man. I, I think they, they really can stand up against the Netherlands and Senegal. Like I don't see why they couldn't surprise people and end up in that top two. Uh, I think it's between the three of them. Um, and I think, honestly, like you said, Jordan, this might not be a group of death, but it definitely is a group that is even on all playing fields. Yeah, Ecuador's World Cup appearances, they've only been in four. Their first was in 2002. Their best result, round of 16 in 2006. In the Copa America, they've had 29 appearances, their first being in 1939. And the best result was fourth place, 59 and 93. Then they also made an appearance in the Gold Cup as an invitee in 2002, and their best result was the group stage. They didn't get out of it. Um, they got guys like Michael Estrada, too. Um, somebody that's not really mentioned here, but uh, somebody that – I forget where what club team does he play for because I think he's uh, – Toluca, that's right. Um, because he's been one that was also, if you read through, uh, has been – of interest uh, of some people. So again, I think a really good team. Like I, I really do. Uh, I think they're kind of a toss up between, I think them and Senegal, I would say, depending on Sadio Mane's health. But I guess we'll get into that when we get into it. Leading into Senegal, Jordan, a lot of your guys. <laughs> uh, Kula Bali's in. Uh, you've got Edward Mendy. You have Sadio Mane. Uh, Jordan, I think. One of the more talented rosters uh, when you look at the African nations, uh-huh. um, definitely. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. You you watch a lot more of that defensive pairing between Koulibaly and Mendy. Is that? I mean, how has Koulibaly been? Has he been good for Chelsea? I know Chelsea made it a, a, a huge effort to go out and get him. I think it was this last summer, right? When they went out and got Koulibaly. Yeah, I don't really have like. Let me see if I can find any sort of that's about it because um i don't know i haven't really he's he's only played nine games in the premier league how many are we in are we in nine how many games have they played nine so that means he played all of them is that right i don't even know how many games we've played right now let's see no they've played no, 16, 14, right? 14, 14. 14 okay so he's played nine yeah. of them 
okay. he's got a goal. He's got three yellows and a red. But I mean, um, I don't think he's featuring as much as I kind of thought he would for Chelsea. So I don't know if he really has like this. I guess from training and stuff, they could. Yeah. But I was going to say, I don't know if he really has this link with uh, Mendy as much as you'd probably want. But, I mean, they, they play together on the national team, right? So I, I'm sure mm-hmm. that they'll be fine. I think my main question mark for, for Senegal comes down to Sadio Mane. Yes. Um, yeah. I thought he was ruled out. I had to look it up. I was about mm-hmm. to, like, write on here and be like, uh, he's ruled out, Logan. And then I had to, like, Google it. I did it yesterday, too. I had to Google it, and they're like, he was never yeah. officially ruled out. He's on the squad. So I was like, oh, dang. Like, they made it sound like he was done. So that's why I'm like, okay, if he's on the squad, though, they feel like they can get something out of him. But I wonder if it's like sometimes they do that where they'll they'll take somebody that may not even contribute until after the group stage. And especially with 26-man squad right now, you could theoretically do that um, without wasting a spot. So I do wonder, like, that's what I'm going to have to keep an eye on as we get ready to start. Cause group a is uh, one of the first that's Monday uh, for the, I think Senegal Netherlands game is Monday. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, between the group B games, it's weird how they did that, but mm-hmm. uh, that's where I'm like, okay, if Sadio Mane is healthy and he plays that game, then I probably feel better about Senegal. Because uh, he he kind of you know helped carry them to that African Cup of Nations um, that they won in twenty twenty one. Now this is Senegal's only third appearance in the World Cup. They their first was in two thousand two, and their best result was that year when they reached the quarterfinals. Um, so this isn't a team that's very experienced with um, the World Cup. This kind of be like a USA squad almost in that regard. Uh, but like I said, they've won the Africa Cup of Nations in 2021. And then they also have an African Nations Championship. They had fourth place in 2009. And then the Amakar Cabral Cup, where they were the champions in 79, 80, 83, 84, 85, 86, 91, and 01. I don't know much about that comp- cup, but uh, they won it a lot. But <laughs> um, Again, it's a whole different team, though. This is... Uh, probably the most talented Senegal team and probably the, you know, obviously they won Africa Cup of Nations. It's probably the most talented team from Africa. So if an Africa team is going to do well, it should be Senegal, I would think. Yeah. And they, and they bounced uh, Egypt a couple of times. So they, they've gotten really good performances. Like you said, Jordan, though, if you, I remember watching them, I don't know why I think it must've been, it must have been like when was the African Cup of Nations? Because I feel like I watched that. It was uh... I think it was December of oh one. Yeah, okay. uh, twenty one. Yes. Sorry, last year. Okay. Yeah. So okay, I remember watching. We watched them. it. Yeah, we yes. watched it. I remember watching it a ton um, because I loved watching it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, and Senegal, I will tell you uh, what you said is absolutely correct. When Sadio Mane was taken out of games, Senegal almost went non-existent in the attack, um, as if. You know, he is the talisman. He's the creator. He's the one that's going to get chance. Most like Salah. Salah got taken out of games did, way more yeah, yeah than uh, Sadio did. I think that's the key here. Uh, take Sadio out, and you might be able to win some of these group games. Um, they do have other good attacking players. Um, but, again, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to can Sadio Mane um, kind of carry the team in, in the direction that they really need to go. So, 
his health, very dependent on the health. Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah. Netherlands. Uh, Memphis Depay. Is it Dupai? Depay. Yeah. yeah, it's Depay. I want to say Dupay. I don't know why. Um, you got VVD, uh, Virgil van Dyke in his first World Cup appearance, like Jordan said. And then, Jordan, I think a guy that's probably got the uh, coming out party written all over it is Frankie De Jong. De Jong. Um, I think with De Jong, I think you've got a guy that has played well for Xavi in Barcelona. He's a guy that also warranted a lot of interest from Manchester City this summer, along with Chelsea and Liverpool. Um, guys got a lot of talent. I think he's got probably the skill to be um, as critical as like a KDB um, for Belgium. I mean, this guy's got a lot of special talent, uh, probably uh, a little bit under the radar, as a lot of people would probably think. Um, not somebody that really uh, jumps out to you on paper, but if you haven't watched him play, you're really missing out just because of how special he's been. Memphis Depay has 34 goals, 23 assists in his last 47 international matches. So somebody can score uh, and also get you goals uh, in different ways. Um, but again, I, I think, you know, these guys have a lot of talent. This roster is pretty deep uh, as far as, World Cup rosters are concerned. And Jordan, I mean, Netherlands has always been a team that I thought when in the World Cup were dangerous just because I think they play good football at times. So it'll be interesting to kind of see where they fall this year just because they did miss out on the last World Cup. And sometimes with experience, it's kind of tough to kind of understand where you might be uh, when you get into a tournament like this. But again, I think if Memphis Depay can score, this team's going to be good. If not, then again, you're taking a lot out of that attack. Um, so I'll be interested to kind of see what happens with the Netherlands. I've heard too, that like they've been, I think it was on the total soccer show previews that, that they've changed formations quite mm-hmm. a bit. So I think they usually set up with a five, three, two, but, um, they have occasionally, um, changed to, you know, maybe four in the back, uh, three in the back at times. So it's it's something that uh, to keep an eye on. And will they be consistent? And if not, if they're not consistent, will it lead to confusion? Will it lead to frustration? And will it lead to the inevitable disappointment by the Dutch? As is typical outside of the year 2010 uh, when they <laughs> made it to the final. But they've kind of struggled in that regard. The World Cup appearances, they've been in 11 Logan and they have uh, their first was in 1934 and their best result was runner up and they've been three times the bridesmaid but never the bride 74 78 2010 they got to uh, they won a European championship in 88 and they had the Nations League appearances twice and their uh, first um, 2019 was a runner up so that's where we are with the Dutch. Are we ready to go to Group B? Let's do it. Oh, actually, you know yeah. what? Let's 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 go to our brackets and okay. share who we have moving out of this group. Let's do that. And right, what so, place? What place we place them in? Okay, I'll go from the bottom top. Uh, in fourth place out of Group A, I've got Ecuador. I, I think Qatar is going to have enough uh, while playing at home to finish third. That's kind of my like, I guess, surprise of the group. And then I'm going to go Senegal second. And I'm going to actually go Netherlands first, just because I think they've got a lot of star power uh, in their side, whereas I think Senegal might struggle without Sadio Mane healthy. So that's my group. 
I just, I just made a change to mine. I, I'm, conf- I'm debating myself now. <laughs> so I, I'm pretty sure I. Ha- so this is what I have: Netherlands first, Senegal second, Ecuador third, Qatar fourth. I had Senegal missing out and Ecuador going through, and I might change back to that before these picks are due. I'm not sure because it's a toss up for me. And again, it all comes down to Sadio Mane and if he's healthy. So if he's healthy and I have a missing out of the group, I feel like a dummy. Uh, but also with how I have the U S we would end up facing them. So I don't really want Senegal to go through <laughs> from what I'm looking at here. Um, but so far that's, that's my four. I have Netherlands first, Senegal, second, Ecuador, third, Qatar, finishing bottom but i think it'll be close for all four of these teams i don't think it'll be like nine points for one and you know zero for somebody at the bottom i I think it'll be a little bunched up group b all right group b is uh the group that we're all highlighting uh obviously but you've got england iran the usa and wales so uh jordan you and i talked about this group for so many uh, shows and so many hours and minutes. Feels like years, but I think it has, the draw was like August. <laughs> right. Feels like it's been so long. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, uh, it's it been a whirlwind and trying to figure out what this group is going to look like, what this group is actually going to mean for the U.S. Uh, and I think when we break this down, I think this is a tough group. I mean, I think we really did draw a really tough group. Um, wouldn't say it's a group of death, but I would say like group A, very difficult. I have I, I have my group of death. We'll we'll get. I have mine as sure. well. So, um, but yeah, I think with Group B, Jordan, uh, all four of these teams could, I think, at some level, get through to the to the next round. So, it all depends on a couple things, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. But that's kind of my just overview, my bird's eye view of this group. I think this is an extremely tough group. Yeah, it's going to be a tough group, and leading that tough group is going to be England who's had 16 World Cup appearances Logan they've only been champion once the trophy has only gone home once 1966 European Championship they were runners up in 2020 let's not forget the World Cup in um, uh, 2018 I think they reached what the semis and then Nations League finals they got third place in 2019 so this has been a team that's kind of been consistently building under Gareth Southgate, but feels like maybe it's there's going to be some sort of inevitable disappointment. I saw a lot of people very upset with his roster on Twitter that were English, so I, that'll be interesting, I guess, uh, to see how that goes. But they've kind of been doubting Gareth Southgate since 2016 when he took over, so I'm not really sure on what i think but I, I know you have some players to highlight on this team yeah and i mean honestly when you're looking at teams jordan if you're looking at just how they have performed in the leagues that they play in i would say that england has probably i mean one through seven one through eight they're probably the most uh i guess stacked or rated team uh in the in the whole world cup um we'll get to brazil obviously but i think england looks really good on paper um, I think that's been there. I think that's been the case for a couple of years now, um, especially in Euro. So I thought for sure that it was going to go home with them, but it didn't. Um, I think they've performed really well. I think that 
this might be, if you're England, this might be that year where you think you could win it all if things just go correctly. However, like, uh, I guess in fashion, you look at Southgate and the decisions that he's made in England, Jordan, and they're just not great. But that being said, he does have great players standing in beside him that could make all the difference. You've got a guy in Harry Kane um, who was one of the top strikers in the world, uh, I guess, over the last couple of years. You do have Raheem Sterling, who's now with Chelsea and had been with Man City. Um, you've got Jude, Belling, Jude Bellingham, uh, who has played extremely well for Dortmund and is gaining all sorts of interest from the Premier League. Um, and that move should be happening inevitably, I think, to City. Um, but we'll see, I guess. Uh, you got Harry Maguire, who's been a big question mark. Um, that's why I put him on this list more so of like, can this defense talk? And we'll talk about the defense because I think that's where this conversation needs to head. But and then you got Phil Foden, who is one of the top young players in the league um, as far as the Premier League and maybe in the world. So you do have five really solid players there, Jordan. And, and that list just doesn't stop there. I forgot Kieran Trippier is also on that team. Um, I think Trippier's got uh, really good talent. Um, they're going to be missing a couple players. Uh, Calvin Phillips and Kyle Walker um, are on the roster, but I'm not sure are healthy. So I don't know how much they'll be able to actually play. Calvin Phillips hadn't played since September with a dislocated shoulder and uh, Kyle Walker uh, with all sorts of leg issues, ankle issues. I mean, the guy hasn't been healthy for the last two years. So huge spots and gaps to kind of fill, but I think they've got a roster deep enough to do so. I know what some uh, people have said is, you know, why bring Maguire? Because actually, <laughs> if you look at it, like, um, you know, uh, Fakayo Tomore yeah. uh, over in AC Milan has been playing pretty darn well. And what that kind of leads to, right? I think people were rightly pointing out that with a player like him, Tomore, uh, and other people that have left England to get playing time somewhere else have not been called in even after performing above expectations. Like uh, uh, who, who am I thinking of? Um, Tammy Abraham. Right. Yeah. And it kind of does set the, well, what people have been scared of if they're English was going abroad and not being able to get back into the team. Cause you're out of sight. That's just ridiculous at this day and age when people can watch you from anywhere, really. So kind of a shame to see those players miss out when uh, they've been scoring goals or in Tamori's case, being a really great defender over mm -hmm. in Syria. And uh, just, just a shame that, uh, you know, Southgate was kind of, um, what was I going to say? Perpetuating that, mm -hmm. uh, that stereotype of, well, don't leave England. Um, so those are probably like key absences that I've seen a lot of people complain about on the English side. Yeah, not to mention, I also forgot to mention, Reese James is absent and is not on the injured, roster. Yep. And Ben Chilwell is also Chilwell injured. injured so, yep. so, I mean, they're going to have to rely heavily on that depth. But again, like I said, Jordan, I mean, this team is just stacked with depth. John Stones has been playing really well at Manchester City. Luke Shaw has been pretty decent with United. Kieran Trippier has probably been the best out of all of them at Newcastle. You've got Kyle Walker, who's maybe healthy. Uh, ben White's been great with Arsenal. Arsenal's looked fantastic. Best team in the Prem. Eric Dyer, I think, My is the most underrated defender. That. Yeah. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold is probably one of the top defenders in the world. 
Connor Cody's no, been no, no, no. He's no. Not. He's, you don't think so? he's no. He's not attacking he, defenders. Attack. Yeah, <laughs> attacking yeah. When he defenders. attacks, Sorry. that's what I not meant. Not when he defends. That's what I meant. This is the best a... thing about Reese James being injured <laughs> on a U.S. perspective yeah. is that uh, Alexander Arnold uh, is is going to be starting probably. Yeah. See, yeah. my dad agrees with you about Ben White and Arsenal. So they've been fantastic. I mean, they, they've easily been the best team and probably the best store uh, in all of world football. So yeah, a lot of fun to watch Arsenal. Better than City leading at Christmas, so I'll take it. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I'm just glad Brentford beat the crap out of them. Lazy. Never mind. Um, (laughs) But again, Jordan, biggest thing I think is Southgate. Can he get out of his own way? And can Harry Maguire defend? That's really the answer. (laughs) Yeah, and and, and two with with Southgate too, right? Right. This This is something that really threw me off in that I think they should have won the Euros, but I think he got in his own way, like you said, because he put every single kid to -hmm. take a penalty kick and the most important penalty kicks for that Euro championship. And they, they kind of cracked under the pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can't blame the players, right? It's like a, why, why, why would you put the kid? It's the same thing I was thinking when it never got to this point with the union, uh, versus LAFC but I was like I didn't want to go penalties because I was worried about the kids yeah having to face that pressure imagine you're playing the final in Wembley right that's where they were it's a Euro championship you're going to penalties and you have to you put like Saka and uh Mm -hmm. like all these young kids out there to take the penalties I would hope he learns from that I mean, I kind of don't hope he learns from that in the U.S. perspective. If you're an England fan, you hope he learns from it and he, like, um, won't, like, if they get to a shootout in the knockouts, that he's not going to be like, let's run the kids back out there. Like, you have to mix it and match with who your best penalty takers are. And I think people said Tomore is actually another really good penalty taker. So uh, they, they were upset he didn't go because of that. Jordan, any stock in the fact that England's last five results, uh, they have not collected uh, three points in any of those matches. Uh, they've drawn a couple times. They have not won a match. Yeah, they got um, demoted in the, in the Nations League. Right. Um, let's not forget, they were just, what, third place in 2019. Uh-huh. They're now relegated to League B in the right. Nations League. I put stock in it. I don't put so much stock into the U.S. results because they were friendlies. Yeah. But these were meaningful games. These were mm-hmm. meaningful Nations League games that they ended up Got getting relegated in. Bad. <laughs> yeah. And, and right. they hadn't looked good. Now, it's going to be months later. But when you're already losing some of your players like Chilwell and James, uh, it's going to make it tough. Harry Kane never looks great for England. He never scores yeah. the amount of goals that he does. Well, I mean, obviously, because it's a lesser, like, less games. But I mean, like, he never looks the way he does for like Spurs, in my opinion. So I would say that yes, that is going to be probably a problem for England. They're, they're going in without confidence, and they have no run-up games like mm-hmm. we usually do to kind of get that confidence back, in my opinion. Yeah, it'll be interesting just to kind of – I think it puts them on a level or playing field with the U.S. I think that's how the U.S. can look at this and say they are now vulner- more vulnerable than they probably have been uh, because, damn, they look so good in Euros that it was just the mistakes yeah. that they've made that really cost them there. 
now, Jordan, I mean, I really do. If you're the U.S., and the U.S. isn't in great form either, uh, by no stretch of the imagination are we in good form either. But I would say the U.S. has to look at this and go, we're the underdog. We have nothing to lose. England has everything to lose in this World Cup. So, And that's usually gotten to them in the past. USA has never lost to England in a World Cup. Right. So there you go. 1950 and 2010. We have not lost them. Throw that tea in the harbor. Let's move on to yeah. Wales or the U.S. or Iran. 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 Sorry, my list is all messed Iran, up. Iran. Uh, Where'd you run from? Oh, there's I, in their okay. six. Uh, their six World Cup. Uh, they've been to six. I guess this is technically. <clears throat> is this the six? I don't know. Uh, but they first one was in 1978, then 98, 06, 2014, 2018. So they're kind of becoming a more since 2014. Um, even if you really want to say since 2006, that they've been more frequent in the World Cup. Olympic Games appearances, they've been in three. They reached the quarterfinals in 76. In the Asian Cup, they were champions in 68, 72, 76. And Asian Games, they were champions in 74, 90, and 98. So uh, tell us about Iran, uh, the team, not the not the country, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, there's been a lot of, I mean, obviously controversy with everything that is happening in Iran. Um, the fact that their players are backing pro-Iran, I guess, uh, groups, um, which has ultimately kept um, some names in question, but they were all named to the roster, every single one of them. So there was no issue as far as uh, Iran was concerned. Um, again, I think, Jordan, if this takes place earlier, I'm not sure Iran's in the World Cup either. Like, I, I really... I wonder, um, just because of the sanctions that came down against Russia, if if they would have been brave enough, especially with, I think, how closely aligned Iran is with some of the people in, around this World Cup, I think um, probably not. But who knows? Uh, anyway, the team itself, um, Iran, uh, is a good team. Uh, they, I think they're right up there against the U.S. as far as the World Cup rankings are concerned. Um, a lot of people think that this could be a dark horse to take over and, and win. Um you know, a couple games here and there, maybe bounce England, play well against England. Um, so Iran's got a talented roster, um, and we talked about it. Uh, Asmoon, I think that's how you say that, is one of the players that was in question, but a really good attacking player, um, somebody that they relied heavily on. If they didn't name him the roster, Jordan, it would have been a disaster just because of how good yeah. he's been. Ten goals and 14 games played. That's massive. I mean, if you're missing that, that is massive. Taremi, seven goals, 13 games played. Uh, and Sarifard, sorry, Fard, I think that's how you say it, is seven goals. This team scores in bunches. Um, so they're definitely a team that you want to be careful with. Definitely a team that can attack. Uh, the U.S. is going to have a lot of trouble, trouble with this team, I think, just because of the speed up top. I think they've got guys that can score goals, and, man, are they relentless uh, in defense. So this is a tough team uh, and really a team that I think could finish second if the U.S. isn't careful and Wales isn't careful. Yeah, uh, this is uh, – I don't know what I was just looking at. I, I looked up the wrong thing. Okay, but yeah, so Iran, I think that'll be a tough team. Like I said, they're getting more consistent with their appearances in the World Cup. Uh, I think they're usually pretty decent at the World Cup too. You know, their best result is a group stage, but they're usually a tough out, you know, like mm. a tough team to – to, to face off against and uh part of the reason why i'm worried about 
worried about the group from a USA perspective. These they're, they're all very different teams that we have yeah. to go up against. So we have to have very different styles for each one, pretty much, in my opinion. Yeah, this team's a four-three-three team. They like to sit back and and kind of park the bus. They rely on two holding midfielders. Um, they play a similar kind of system that Greg plays, except I think we play more possession. They do not. Iran does not have possession, but when they do, they just take advantage of it. And so I think that's what the big concern is. Jordan, they they tied against Senegal. They beat Uruguay. Um, they lost to Algeria by one. Um, so I mean, they they played some really good opponents. That Senegal draw. I mean, that's a that's a really good draw for them. Um, so I mean, this is definitely a team that I think Jordan, we've got to be concerned about. Yeah, I'm I'm nervous about any team that is uh um I, I'm nervous about any team that is going to sit back against us mm-hmm. because I feel like those are the ones we struggle with the most. Um we'll talk about it with Wales, but Wales is also notorious <laughs> for for sitting back and inviting the pressure and just hoping that, you know, Bale or somebody is going to be able to make some magic. Uh, that's going to be a frustrating game. Uh, Wales, USA, that's the first one, right? That's going to yeah. be a tough one. Um, and it's I feel like ran, the Iran one is game three. I do not want to go into game three needing points because mm-hmm. that will worry me. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and talk USA, I guess, right? Um, USA have been in 11 World Cups. Their best result, third place in 1930 the first world cup uh since they changed the knockouts 2002 was was the best with the quarters uh gold cup they've been champions in 91 02 05 07 13 17 and 21 nations league finals there's only been one and we won it 2021 Concacaf championship runners up in 89 i don't know if that's like before gold cup or what uh copa america best place result was uh fourth with 95 in 2016 and the federations cup we had four appearances and we were runners up in 2009 losing to uh brazil in the final logan tell us uh, who should we watch out for like we haven't talked about this team for about three years. <laughs> right um Thank you, Juventus, for taking care of Weston McKinney. Uh, October 30th is when he goes down. It was 15 days that he was projected to be out with a thigh injury. Juventus didn't even try to get him back into any kind of like game form. So hopefully the U.S. can do that in the next week, which it sounds like they were definitely going to be able to. It just sounded like they didn't want Weston around action. And Juventus listened. They're like, yeah, that's fine. We won't play him. We won't even put him on the team sheet. So he hasn't appeared on the team sheet. But he should come in the World Cup healthy or relatively healthy. So that's good. Uh, the, the really good thing, Jordan, is that we come in pretty healthy. I think Josh Sargent had a little bit of an injury scare, but they said that was just more to precautionary um, reasons when they, they go in and kind of look at a, a muscle issue, but they were all muscle issues. Gio Reyna has been implemented nicely into Dortmund. They haven't rushed him back by any stretch of the means every time he does go down. So that's great. Christian Pulisic is going to be healthy because he hasn't played, you know, in the last like six months or whatever it's been. Um, so he's been healthy. Brendan Aronson um, is in probably the best form of his life along with Tyler Adams. Uh, Jordan, I think when you're looking at this U.S. roster, I think there's a couple names that you got to look for. If Gio Reyna can stay healthy, he's going to be a, a driving factor and force for us. 
But ultimately, I think this is a Tyler Adams coming out party. I think he really is the X factor. If Tyler Adams plays well, this team could shock a lot of people. And I think he's very capable of doing so. He's going to need to in front of Walker Zimmerman and probably Tim Ream slash Aaron Long, just depends on what Craig's feeling that day. Um, but man, I, I really do. I think we've got a good, healthy roster. I, I love our goalkeeper. Um, I think we've got two really good uh, attacking players in Timothy Weah and Josh Sargent coming in in pretty decent shape as far as health is concerned. So they're all healthy. We're all good to go. Um, I think this is probably the best we could have looked without, you know, kind of throwing miles back in there. Yeah. You want to get out of the group and that's what they're, they're saying is the, the bare minimum that mm-hmm. they want here. This is a tough group to get out of. And I know a lot of that's not popular on us Twitter right now, right? They're all saying this group is not very talented. That's the opposite of this group. Iran is, like we talked about just a second ago. Yes, Wales, you know, without Bale is a little bit more easier to beat. But, you know, when they're, what people are looking at when they're judging that, I feel, just looking at names and looking at stats and looking at squad. Yeah. You have to go with the tactics, too. Like I said, Wales is going to make things difficult by sitting back. Iran's going to make things difficult by sitting back. And as we've seen all of qualifying, that's when we absolutely suck the most. So that mm-hmm. is one thing where I think our best game is going to be against England because England's probably going to be expected to come out. We will be able to kind of be the ones that sit back a little bit and uh, counter. I would hope that we get the chance for that against England. Um, so that's where I kind of sit with things that y- you need at least a draw against Wales you need a win against England and uh, is how I would like it. Because like I said, I think England game, you're going to be easier to come out against. So anyway, four points in the first two games. And I think you're probably looking pretty good of moving on. Uh, but, you know, even then might not be enough, right? Cause then you're going to go in against Iran needing a, a point or three to get through it at depending on, the situations on how the other games went. I think this group is the thing that scares me the most about this group is just experience. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. not just to the players. That's Greg Berhalter too, who has never coached a world cup and has never really frankly uh, been on this level as a manager. Um, His managing career mainly been MLS when he was overseas, he, he kind of struggled and as a U.S. coach, mainly coaching uh, here in the U.S., even for big tournaments. So it's a little nervy uh, going into a big tournament with so much lack of experience on everybody's side. As much as I dislike how Jurgen handled the U.S. team at certain times, he came with the pedigree of being a superstar player, uh, a coach for Germany in 2006, and uh, coming into 2014 with some prior experiences. Playing um, on the U.S. men's national team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, so that kind of stuff, I, I sit there and, you know, Bruce Arena, you know, yeah, when he coached, you know, he had like MLS experience and college experience. The, the game has changed so much since then. And I, I that's kind of like my thing is the coaching ability and then the players playing the system he wants on the biggest stage with teams trying to sit in against them is going to be the part that 
it's going to be, I feel like a lot of frustrating games that we're going to watch. Um, just hoping for something like, like, come on, why can't you just break them down? Where's that creative pass? That's the thing that's making me the most worried is that like that final pass to get it to our striker. And what also scares me unrealistically, I guess, or not unrealistically, but un, um, unfairly is Jesus Fiera wearing the nine. Does that mean he's the starter? Because I'd much rather Sergeant be up there to tap anything in than which we've seen Fiera struggle with against high quality opposition. Uh, so that is where I stand on my, I know we're talking more about this team because it's our team than any of the other teams, but that is where I'm kind of ending up with this team is I'm worried about the lack of experience and I'm worried about the lack of a final touch, like final pass. And on top of that, I'm really worried about the lack of finishing. And then of course you also have the question mark of Aaron long if he starts, but I, I would much rather Reem be back there, but those are kind of the three question spots for me, I guess. And we'd be stupid not to mention the lack of, like you've mentioned it some, but the lack of experience that Greg Berhalter has and the ability to make changes when he needs to. It's always been Greg's Achilles. He does heel. sometimes adjust, but he'll yeah. usually wait too late. Right. Uh, and um, we do have five subs, but they're still in three windows. That's yeah. the dumbest rule ever. Just it really is a subs. stupid rule. Yeah. Uh, I don't get the point of it, but um, just. I guess so that you don't waste time with five subs in the 90th minute. Right. But either way, the ref is supposed to add on time for the subs anyway. So, I mean, theoretically they're not wasting time. That's never made sense to me, but yeah. Uh, lack of experience for the coach, lack of experience for the players. The only there's only one player on this team, Logan, that has mm-hmm. World Cup experience. That's Yedlin, who's going to be probably the backup, <laughs> right. right back. So he's yeah. not even going to see the field that much, in my right. opinion. He's going to have killer hair, though. All right, turning the page yeah. to Rob Page's team uh, in Wales, Jordan. Uh, we got to see very little Gareth Bale. Maybe that's helpful to the U.S. men's national team. However, no, Gareth he's Bale, riding high on that I was goal say, now. <laughs> dude, you know Gareth Bale's riding high on that. And the fact that like they probably have some killer golf courses over where Liv is. I mean, to be honest with you, um, they probably have some yeah. great golf courses. Well, you and- know, <laughs> the thing about Gareth Bale, and he's kind of like this his whole career, um, especially at, at Madrid, where he'll like not play for like three weeks and then come in and score some ridiculous goal. And the Madrid fans still threw stuff at him or whistle at him anyway. But you know, this is a guy that's won uh, champions leagues and he's had big goals in big situations. I, he always comes up for Wales. This is what's scary about that. So Maybe I was feeling a little better before that LAFC Union final when I'm like, oh, he's barely played. He scored two goals. He's not going into World Cup in good form. One, I'm not sure if that would even matter. He just turns it on for Wales. And two, uh, now he's got that goal. He won a, he, he talked about immediately coming over and winning a championship, and then he did that. And now he's going to be going up against players that he's familiar with. His teammate is Kellen Acosta. He knows some of these players now. He may know how to beat some of these players. I don't know. But just something to kind of think about. Uh, I'm sure he's watched film on some of these players uh, from, from when he was in MLS. Yeah, so Wales will rely heavily on their wing backs, Nico Williams being one of them. Um, 
But again, it's all up to Gareth Bale. If Gareth Bale plays well, this team plays well. If he doesn't, this team and Aaron Ramsey, he can kill yeah. people when he, he scores. Right, like literally kill him. Um, but no, he, if you look, I mean, if you look at this team though, I mean, they got Daniel James, who's a really good player. Nico Williams is a decent player. Joe Rodon's a really good player when he's played. Um, so this is not, you know, this is not some throwaway team. Uh, this is definitely a team that can beat us. Uh, and again, I think we were close, Jordan, to a group of death. Had they thrown in one really, really good team in with us again, then this would have been the group of death. But they didn't. They they threw in very similar ranked teams, except for England. So it's kind of helped the U.S. But uh, again, I think here where we were just talking about inexperienced, Jordan, I think this team has uh, some experience that they need. Um, I think, like you said, with Ramsey, with Gareth Bale playing, I, I think you've got guys that have been there before and went on big stages. And Gareth Bale, I mean, Jordan, to correct me if I'm wrong, this is his team. This is this is Gareth Bale's team. This He doesn't care about LAFC. He doesn't care about Real Madrid. He didn't care about Tottenham. He cares about Gareth Bale and his profile. And Gareth Bale's profile is the biggest when he's playing on a national stage in front of everybody on this team doing pretty much whatever he wants because this is his team. His goal has been getting to this team to major right. tournaments, and he's been able to get them to the Euros. He's been able to get them uh, now to a World Cup. You know, they've had two Euro appearances, Logan, and their first one was in 2016. So they've had two back-to-back Euro championships. They made it to the semifinals in 2016. Their World Cup two this is their this is their second one okay the first one was in 58 when they reached the quarterfinals but this is now you know a dream that bale and all of these welsh players have had so i remember them talking about wanting to qualify for this thing like that was their ultimate goal like before 2016 when they first made it to the euros that was their dream and they finally realized it and they're going to be a tough out i don't want to hear like i saw us accounts like retweeting this roster saying, I don't want to even hear this as talented because that's BS. This is that type of mentality. Not that it mm-hmm. affects the players makes us look so dumb on Twitter. I'm just yeah. going to say that. Uh, I, I get like for, for whatever reason, people like to have this like false bravado. I hope it's mm-hmm. false. Uh, like bravado of like, <laughs> we're the best team that's ever been. Best because country that's ever been. If you too. really think that, if you really think that, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. This Our, our team has less experience than Wales. Right. right. Oh, yeah. We're the uh, least experienced team in this whole group. Yeah. Yeah, because Wales at least had, they're, they're, these players in Wales have played yeah. in the Euros. Our players haven't faced anything like that challenge no. uh, at this point. The Nations League was here. Right. Uh, so that's where I kind of sit with Wales. They're gonna be they're gonna be dangerous. They're gonna sit back, and it's gonna be tough to break them down. And that's game number one. So if we get three points from that, I'll be riding pretty high. If eighty something like eighty two percent, Logan, really, people that win their first games get through to the group, uh, wow. get, out, get out of the group stage. Uh, so if you win that first game, it's going all well. If we lose that game, it's almost tournament over you have to go up against england and then you have to go up against iran and at that point wales has three points england probably has three against iran yeah and you're looking at yep uh you need to like win both of those games to get six points and hope that wales and england both don't finish with six points like it's over 
We are screwed. Sorry. Yes, we'll all be Michael Scott if if we lose that first game. Uh, but while theoretically it's still possible, something like 28% can lose their first game and still get through. But uh, with this group, it'll be really tough. Wales played really well against Netherlands, tied with Belgium. Again, lost by one to Netherlands. They've lost twice uh, by one to Netherlands. Then they lost to Belgium 2-1. So they've been in it against really good teams. Belgium, again, I think a dark horse for many, usually. So... I'll take Wales over Ukraine though, because that was like the, yeah, that was world's team. Yep. That was the yes. world's team at that point. That would have been yes. scary. <laughs> yep, hundred percent. All right, on to Group C. Uh, group C is Argentina, Saudi Arabia, uh, Mexico, and Poland. Uh, Jordan, I'm interested to know: is this your group of death by any chance? Uh, is it my group of death? Uh, is it? I'm looking at all the no no this okay. is not my group of death okay, okay. Is I didn't know no 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 there's okay, one okay. coming up that's like a disaster I just didn't yeah, know yeah, this yeah. is like a sneaky one because from what I've heard this is Saudi sneaky, Arabia of is good too so Poland usually underperforms so I, okay. I'm thinking I think I have oh let's real quick go back to Group B and oh, just yeah, tell us what we have yeah I have USA winning the group I have England in second Wales in third and Iran in fourth. All right. Uh, in fourth, I've got Wales. In third, I've got Iran. In second, I've got the U.S. And in first, I've got good old England. England's about to choke. All right. Uh, oh, cool. <laughs> let's hope. Let's start with Argentina. Argentina, Logan, you tried to have this team win every World Cup in our quizzes. I did. Uh, in our yeah. quiz that dropped They're going to win this one, too. I saw you type that name <laughs> in so many times. I was like, are they like, ever been good? So. They've won tw- two, t- two times. That's it. Was one Maradona? Seventy eight and eighty six. Yeah, Maradona was on eighty six for sure. Okay. Um, that was in Mexico. Uh, but yeah, so seventy eight and eighty six. Uh, were there? You're right. You were right so many times that Messi is not one. A, a I know. I just thought people should know my expertise doesn't stop just at. Mar Maradona. It stops it. But they've been in eighteen World Cups. And they've won just the two. Uh, Copa America, they've had 43 appearances. And they were champions in 21, 25, 27, 29, 37, 41, 45, 46, 47. I guess there was a string where they did it every year. 55, 57, 59, 91, 93, and 2021. That was Messi's first international trophy. Uh, they've also been in the FIFA Confederations Cup where they were champions in 1992. Of course, I'm going to spoil this for you. Player to watch, Lionel Messi. Who? The greatest of all time, who is about to hang it up, we think, after this. He's already retired yeah. like three times from the Argentine National That's team. impressive. But, uh, but yes, he is uh, going to uh, probably hang it up after this internationally and hopefully come to Miami. <laughs> Who else do we have to look out for in the Argentine squad? Lauturo Martinez. Uh, you will know the name uh, very well. If you uh, like enter over in Italy and Serie A, uh, a very good forward. Uh, and part of the reason why Lionel Messi is going to be pretty successful in this world cup. I think um, you've got him and then you got the likes of Angel Di Maria. Who's been there, done that. Um, Jordan, this is a really good uh, veteran squad. I think have good attacking pieces. 
I think Messi uh, finally uh, displays, uh, I guess, just the the gratitude that he, or gravity that he could have on uh, any kind of tournament like this. Um, he is polarizing. He's one of the best to ever do it. Um, he's going to lead this team uh, to do special things. That being said, drop off from there, and they really do have some inexperienced pieces that they're going to have to rely on. Um, which I think is the big concern with Argentina is that they're not quite as experienced as they had been in the past, but they still have a very talented roster. Um, Julian Alvarez is somebody that uh, I'm looking forward to watching. Hopefully he gets some more run um, with Argentina just because he's a city guy. Um, and I think he's played pretty well um, and deserves some of that chance to get in there and kind of mix it up. Lissandro Martinez has also been pretty decent um, as well. So again, an Argentina side that, does not lack quality um, nor quantity. So uh, I think that this is a team that could, you know, make some noise here in the World Cup. You're muted. I got you. Nope. I was going to say, spoiler alert, I have them uh, uh, making the most noise. I have them winning the whole thing. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, I have, Arden, I have Messi going out on a high note here, winning uh, a World Cup. Not because of that. I just felt like as I was filling out my bracket, it just felt like, mm, I think this team wins. Mm. I th- and then who I had them facing off in the final, I was like, I think they win. <laughs> so, uh, it I because I'm not a big Argentina guy, so, like, the fact that it got there, I was like, oh, my God, I think this is who wins. <laughs> like, yeah. It just kind of hit me, but – um. Yeah, I'm probably wrong. Uh, I was wrong about the MLS They're Cup, good. but that helps. If you're a Brazil fan, me being wrong about MLS Cup, you're probably like, all right, he just cursed him. So <laughs> you probably feel pretty good now. But, yeah, I think they, they're a pretty dangerous team. All right, let's move on to the Saudis. Um, so Saudi Arabia, Jordan, comes in with probably the most optimistic they've ever been about a team as far as a, a national team is concerned. Um, strongest team in years, um, led by Hervé Renard, uh, who won the Africa Cup of Nations uh, with both Zambia and Ivory Coast. Um, you've got a guy, I think, that can make a lot of noise uh, in the World Cup as well. Um, but everything that I've read, Jordan, on the Saudis has just been how impressive this team really is, um, how well they've played over the last couple of games. Um They've beaten teams like Iceland. They beat North Macedonia, um, but played pretty well. I think they've got a tough draw on the fact that they got to play Argentina. They got to play Poland. Um, they also have to go and play Mexico, uh, which we all know about. Um, but again, I think with Saudi, you're looking at guys. Um, I wrote Salam Al Dosari, um, who uh, has played extremely well um, for the U.S. or sorry for the U.S. Um, for the Saudi he doesn't play for the U.S. Um, for the Saudis got seven goals in 13 matches. Um, uh, Salah Saleh Al Shiri uh, who also has seven goals so two guys that can score up top both experienced 30 and 28 so they've got good experience in playing for this national team. Um, Dasari is probably easily uh, the best attacking player and one that you've got to kind of be careful about just because I think uh, they're going to perform pretty well. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think this is a good team. Um, and honestly, I think a team that could surprise some um, if they're not careful. Yeah. You know, I think they're one of the teams that have a lot of my Panini stickers. <laughs> Same. Um, yeah. Or Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But yeah, so this is their sixth world cup. 
Uh, they've made it to the round of 16 in 94. That one was hosted in the U.S. Um, that was also their first World Cup. They've been a champion of the Asian Cup in 84, 88, 96. Champions of the Arab Cup in 98 and 2002. And the federal, uh, the FIFA Confederations Cup in 92, they were runners-up. Uh, so not a lot of recent success. I, I have them as probably favorites for like third and fourth spot, obviously of the group, unfortunately, but uh, I don't know. They're kind of a question mark for me on how they'll even do. Sometimes you have these teams that come out of nowhere and will play really good. And you're like, Oh my God, this team's really just like entertaining. And they're probably still going to end up with zero points, but they're playing pretty well. I could see that being Saudi Arabia. All right. Good with Saudis? Yes. All right, Mexico. Um, so, Jordan, we got to see uh, front row how Mexico played in CONCACAF uh, World Cup qualifying. Um, not great. Not great. No, really not great. Uh, underwhelming. Probably, Jordan, I, correct me if I'm wrong, probably one of the most underwhelming teams for, like, the last couple of World Cup cycles. I mean, this, is, this was not – a good team. Um, this was a team you just didn't know what you were going to get. Uh, I think a big problem with them, Jordan, was trying to find somebody to kind of step in and be Chicharito to be that difference maker, um, which they don't really have. <laughs> um, and he's not named to the roster, Jordan. And uh, to be honest, I mean, you're looking at a team that's going to rely heavily on Raul Jimenez um, or Jimenez, sorry. Um who only scored three goals in nine matches played did not look that impressive. Never felt like he was much of a threat when they played the U S um, I think Irving uh, Lozano is probably their best player. Um, and a guy that you got to rely on heavily, but Jordan, I think this team is just underwhelming. I, I just don't, I don't really know where to go with them because they're just so unpredictable. I don't think they've got the quality that they once did. I have them moving out of the group, but I, I, you know, if you look at their history, they have made the quarterfinals twice. That's in 70 and 86. The USA has made the quarterfinals sooner, like more recently than they have in 2002. This is a team that consistently kind of gets bounced out of the round of 16 right now. And that's kind of what I would, if I'm a Mexico fan, I feel like that, that's kind of what I expect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, th- they made the Nations League final. They were actually up a goal um, and lost that to the U.S. Federations, uh, the Confederations Cup, they were the champions in in 99. They've won uh, the Olympics uh, a couple years ago. They've won a lot of gold cups. Um, but when it comes to the World Cup, they, they've really struggled to turn that olympic champion medal into a a generation that's going to be able to sustain them in the world cup stage and you know uh, the biggest upset of them uh, like who was left off the roster was uh leon uh right leon's or however you say his name um uh from overseas um, Diego, yeah, Diego Lion, uh, Lionez, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Not going to, uh, not going to Qatar. He's been, you know, he's 22. Um, he's been 
since 2018, in 21 appearances in Mexico, he hasn't been in good form overseas, so they didn't bring him. Um, but, you know, probably the biggest name left off of Mexico's roster. Mm. But I don't know. I have them, uh, spoiler alert, finishing second in the group. Yeah, and if they do finish second in the group, that means they're going to have a, a fate with France if all goes that direction so yeah uh, which i have friends winning. yeah that's not that's not who you'd like to draw uh but jordan this team seriously has been very underwhelming and honestly i would not be shocked to see them sit third uh it, i don't have them there but it would not surprise me if they dropped out yeah my my issue with that is who would get second above right. i know a lot of people say poland right. and we're about to move over to poland yeah they kind of usually disappoint as well yeah. um you know quarterfinals for the euros and in 2016 for Poland and third place in the world cup in 82 and 74, but they haven't really done much um, on even the euros. I feel like, I think 2020, right? Euros, Mm -hmm. they were disappointing. They didn't do anything. Yes. And uh, if Lewandowski is not going to score like a hat trick every game, I worry about Poland. Yep. And let's talk about the worries that we have with Poland, because like you said, Jordan, Lewandowski, and then after that, it falls off pretty quickly. Um, and to rely on Lewandowski, he's 34 years old. Um, he had one goal in five matches played um, in UEFA's Nation League. Um, so not great. And they had to rely on no other than Carol Swiderski, our boy from MLS, in uh, Charlotte. So, again, uh, if Carroll is in there and he's playing well, I mean, Lewandowski might not see the ball as much. Um, if you're going to go with a hot hand, it might be Carol Soderski. Um, they do have uh, Peter uh, Piotr, or I don't know how to say that, but Zielinski, um, who's played pretty well uh, for them, midfielder and forward. Um, they do have Matty Cash, who's a really good defender. Um, uh, Jan Bednarek, uh, who's got uh, some good experience on a big stage has played well usually typically on a big stage. Um, and Benarak plays for uh, Aston Villa. So um, he's used to playing competitive games against some of the top level in the world. Um, but Jordan, I think the biggest concern here is Robert Lewandowski is not as good uh, as a striker um, when he's not playing with the talent that he usually played against or played with when he was with Bayern Munich uh, and now is with Barcelona yeah, and not really, he's just there. (laughs) So I I don't know. He's just not, he's not what you really, he's not young uh, Lewandowski and he's not even close uh, to putting out the same quality that he did with Bayern. Yeah. Lewandowski is, uh, if it loads for me. I had a point to make, but Wikipedia say for it. He's 34. Right? Yeah. This is his like last chance for a World Cup run, I think. And uh yeah, he's got 13 goals for Barcelona already out of 14 games. So he's scoring. Um he's got 76 for 134 appearances in Poland, but he's not enough to overcome what they're gonna have to overcome. No. And I have them, uh, I believe, finishing third in their group. Let's talk about that, I guess. I have uh, Argentina, Mexico, Poland, and Saudi Arabia in that order. And mine is going to be the exact same. So nothing really discussed there. 
Good. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll hit the commercials for the podcast listeners. Yes, we are back from our break and heading to Group D. All right, so Group D has France, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. So Yes, the reigning champs, Logan. Yes. France. Yes, oh, I thought you meant Tunisia. Um, I was watching the wrong World Cup. Um, yeah. yeah, more like World Toilet. Uh, but, you know, uh, France to start with, Jordan, uh, Benzema. Mbappe, um, I forgot how to say that guy's name. Chumani, <laughs> uh, Chumani, I think that's how you say that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna sh- I'm gonna take a shot in the dark there. Um, but uh, Jordan, I think this team really relies heavily on two names, and that's gonna be Kylian Mbappe and Krim Benzema. Um, Benzema, who's been uh, Ballon d'Or Benzema. Uh, has been uh, phenomenal in the last couple of years uh, and really has kind of taken over as one of the top players uh, in the world. Obviously, Kylian Mbappe is still one of the best talents in the world. Um, And this is a big stage. This is a big moment. They both tend to play very well here. They've got guys like Antoine Antoine Griezmann. Um, It's a good team. Olivia Giroud, uh, good off of the bench. a talented group, a talented bunch, a group or a, a team that I think a lot of people have as winners of the World Cup. Uh, once again, um, favorites definitely um, in the top three, probably. So, again, a really good team, Jordan, and all relies on Ben Simon and Mbappe. Yeah, Mbappe's like attitude recently hasn't been great at PSG. Right. So, I wonder how that's going to affect anything with France. Um, I did not put them as champions this time. I, as you all know, I already chose Argentina, but I didn't get them to the final. I could not, it's tough to win two world cups in a row, especially modern day. I I couldn't do it. So I don't have them going that I have them going, um, to the, the, the third place match. I don't have – I think I have them finishing fourth, which would be fine after you just won a World Cup in 2018. But I think um, – I don't know. I'm not too into this team really. Um, like I don't – there's nothing about them that makes me really feel like, oh, they got a run coming up where they can um, you know, go on another run and win it. Maybe that's just me being – stupid i don't know they also won the nations league final in 2021 so i mean they have kind of won two things in quick succession they didn't win the euros though uh so i don't know it's kind of like this up and down feeling i have with france right now if do i think they can do it i think they have the tools to but i don't know if they will and that's where i kind of end up with france all right on to Australia. Uh, Australia, Jordan, has only made it past the uh, group stages once in their whole history. Um, five appearances, I think, right, in the World Cup um, for the Socceroos, as they call yeah. them. Um, Jordan, this is going to be brutal for Australia. Uh, everything I've read, they just lack star power. They don't have any kind of it factor. Um, and honestly, I mean, it, it really will be tough, I think, for them to even finish third because I think if uh, – I can remember correctly um, watching Tunisia. Tunisia actually has surprised a lot of people where Australia has got no wow factor. They're not shiny. 
they're just going to play in the trenches. They're going to sit back and just hope for the best. And in this group, Jordan, they might get annihilated. I just don't see this going very well. Guys to watch, Matthew Ryan, Aaron Mouye, and Martin Boyle. Names that I couldn't tell you where they played. <laughs> yeah, I have them finishing last in this group. Same. It's, <laughs> Same. I had that in my head, too. Like, they they never get out of the group. They did in mm-hmm. 2006, but they don't usually. Um, them in New Zealand just, like, never really can get out of the groups that much. So, I have that continuing. This group is pretty tough when you have, like, France in there, and I mm-hmm. think one of, like, Denmark or Tunisia. Um, I mean... They didn't. They haven't won anything of note recently, even in their region. So I can't, for the life of me, put them as finishing second in this group. I think what you'll see is the Australias and New Zealands do better when we have uh, more group. Mm-hmm. When we have more teams in the World Cup, and we have the inevitable like third place team that can get out. Uh, but I think as it stands now, they're going to have trouble getting out of this group. All right, so on to Denmark, uh, and Denmark head in um, as some people's uh, pick for a second, but not as good as they once were, dark horse-ish, but not. Um, So there's been some concern with Denmark. They are, I think, easily the second best team in this group. I think this is actually the weakest group of the bunch, Um, just because I think even the second team, this team would struggle in a lot of other groups too, if they put them in Um, Denmark's got Christian Erickson, Christian Erickson, which is really exciting to see him back and playing um, played extremely well uh, in Euros, but then had um, the heart issue collapse on the field. And we all know uh, the rest where he's almost died. Um, And now Jordan, he's going to get to play in the world cup again. And that's really exciting. Um, But they got Pierre Emile Hoisberg who plays extremely well. Um, uh, and always a guy that impresses me. Uh, and then Andres Christensen, um, who's a pretty decent player um, as well. But again, Denmark, I think just by the fact that the other two teams are just so weak, I think these two teams between France and Denmark, I just don't see them anywhere close to three or four in this group. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this is probably the easiest group to predict. And I think we probably have the same thing, all right? We probably have France, Denmark, Tunisia, <laughs> yeah. Australia. Yeah. Um, I mean, Denmark hasn't uh, – I mean, they've been in six World Cups. The best result was quarterfinals in 98. So this for them would probably be a big deal to get out of this group. Um, you just hope it's not one of those, like, we think we're already out of the group and they kind of stumble and Tunisia can take that place. But, I don't know, Tunisia wasn't really great in 2018, I don't think, for the World Cup. They only got it at the group stage. Um, they didn't get out of it. So, for me, that's, I don't know, that's how I have it. Tunisia, I guess we could talk about their their players to watch. But we've pretty much resigned them to not getting out of this group as well. Yeah, Tunisia, uh, Jordan, they did beat Chile and Japan, both sides to full strength uh, in what was a Kieran Cup. Yeah, we can even beat Japan. Right, and Japan Japan looked good. So (laughs) Tunisia, I will say, they they have surprised people. They got to the quarterfinals in the Africa Cup of Nations. um, But then again, after that, they've really just kind of dropped the ball on everything else. Um, so it's been, uh, they got smashed in by Brazil five to one, which I think is very similar to what they could face with France. Um, 
They crushed Japan 3-0. They crushed Chile 2-0, but then go and draw against Botswana. So, again, it, it's just a mixed bag of nothing. Um, Tunisia does have a couple players uh, to watch. Uh, one in particular uh, is going to be Youssef Mascani, uh, Mascani. Um, who did come in hurt, but is the captain. Um, looks like all things are good for him to go. Um, he uh, missed the 2018 World Cup through injury. Um, so this is not good signs because he's been injured quite a bit, but he is somebody that could lead uh, Tunisia to a third place finish, maybe a second if they, if they shock the world. But again, like you said, I think this is the most predictable group. All right. Group of death, right? Yes, this is yeah. Yes. This is like uh, this is morbid. <laughs> this is brutal. This was the toughest thing for me to choose who to get through this group. Um, Japan's impressive. Costa Rica is pretty good usually. Uh, Spain <laughs> is Spain. Germany is Germany. Uh, this right. is the group, man. This is the group where I want to be able to watch every single game. Because this group is why we watch the World Cup. Other than rooting for your team, it is to see these mammoth Goliaths go up against each other. And I know a lot of people are probably thinking, well, Costa Rica, like outside of CONCACAF, people are like, Costa Rica is going to be easy. Did we all forget Costa Rica did really freaking well in 2014 mm-hmm. and got out of that group? Shocked people. Shocked yeah. people. Italy struggled against them. I mean, yep. like it was... They were the Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You have Spain, who, who's kind of like on a more younger team at this mm-hmm. point from their golden generation what that exciting. won in the 2010 World Cup. Um, how many times Logan guessed Spain in that quiz? 100%. I don't know. Like, They've only won one. Okay, less than Argentina. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have the signatures of some of those players. Um, but yes, uh, Germany, you can never count them out. And Japan, who looked really impressive against numerous teams in these friendly windows. I, just to say it off the top of the group here, I have Germany 1, Spain 2, Japan 3, Costa Rica 4. But I think it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be like, I don't think Costa Rica gets slacked out of this thing. I think each team is going to have a chance to get out of this. But I just went with the teams that I think are going to get the um, probably the most quality and depth in their squad that is going to help them get out of this group. Yeah, so I'm going to go chaos. I'm going to go Japan 1, 2, Spain, Germany 3, uh, Costa Rica 4, just because Germany seems wow. to... I'm going chaos. Um, just because uh, Germany really does seem to drop games that you'd expect them to play well in. Um, and this is not the same old Germany, I think, that we're used to. Um, they do have remnants of that team, but again, th- there's been games where they just haven't looked as strong. Um, they've not played well against Hungary. Uh, they drew against England, smashed in Italy. Uh, they actually have drawn twice against England. Um, but I don't know. I- I'm just rooting for chaos at this point. I'm, I'm going to do some upsets here. Uh, I think Japan wins it. Uh, I think Spain is young, but exciting. They got guys like Ferran Torres and Rodri. Um, Pedri. I mean, I, I, this is just this really solid group with a lot of names. Um, Thomas Mueller, Manuel Noir is playing as well. Kimmich, uh, Kimmich, however you say his name. Um, so, man, I, this group, 
Unbelievable. And then you got Costa Rica, who I think people are going to be surprised by anyway, just because people always go, nah, it's just Costa Rica. They're like, like an island, aren't they? Um, so it's should be pretty fun. I, I'm really looking forward to this group. Yeah, this is going to be this is going to be incredible. I hope it lives up to the hype. <laughs> um, obviously, Spain won in 2010. Costa Rica's best appearance is the quarterfinals in 2014. Germany won it in 54, 74, 90, and 2014. Um, then you have Japan, whose best appearance is round of 16, and they've done that in 2002, 2010, and 2018. Yeah, so these are very experienced teams uh, in this tournament. That's what makes it so much fun, too. F. All right. Whoa, easy. Um, this is a family podcast. Um, no, group I'll F. Give is, an F. <laughs> group F. This is, is another Belgium. tough group, by the way. Yeah. This is a. This is a, the Concacaf got screwed. <laughs> right. uh, U.S. group is pretty uh, is tough. Not like as tough as these. Mexico's is is kind of tough. These two for Costa Rica Gnarly. and Canada are yeah. brutal. Yeah, brutal groups. So Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia, Jordan. Um, I mean, Belgium, eh, some of the best players in the world. Um, you've got Tielemans, who's playing extremely well for Leicester. You've got uh, KDB, who's one of the best midfielders in the world. Um, Lukaku, who's a really good striker uh, and usually plays pretty well for Belgium. Um, did not play well for your Chelsea, but has been better since returning back to Inter. Um you do have Canada, who's got Alfonso Davies, Kyle Laren, uh, Tejon Buchanan, Jonathan David, guys that Jordan we said. I mean, this team could really end up surprising to people if they get a good draw. However, that didn't happen. Uh, Morocco's got Hakimi and Zayek, uh, Croatia, Moldrick, Kovacic, and uh, Brozovic. Those are always easier to name uh, once you get to the Croatian players. But Man, I mean, just listen to those names. Those are some of the best players on some of these top teams in the world. Um, and boy, am I looking forward to seeing if Canada can kind of show people what we saw in Canada over here during qualifying. Because honestly, Jordan, I thought Canada, I'd have put them up against anybody in the world and thought they had stood a good chance against them just because of how well they were playing and they were the they're the kings of CONCACAF. So they're the best that we have to offer. And I think they've got a little bit more experience sprinkled in than we did. I think that's the biggest issue there. So I don't know. Jordan, I'm I'm interested to see how you predicted this group just because like this one was really hard for me too. Yeah, this was tough for me to predict here. I wanted to give some love to Canada, but I couldn't. Croatia runners up of uh 2018. Belgium. Usually a pretty decent team. I have Croatia, Belgium, Canada, Morocco. I think Canada can surprise Belgium. Usually disappoints Croatia. You know, doesn't mean just because they were runners up last time is going to have a good run this time. But so there's a there's a chance for Canada to get out of this group. But I have them third. All right, I'm going Belgium, Croatia, Canada, and Morocco. Like you said, Jordan, I think Canada can pull off uh, an upset there, but I do think Belgium and Croatia have too much talent to kind of counteract the the Alfonso Davies effect. So uh, we'll see. Um, Alfonso Davies and Jonathan David are very, very good players. Um, Alfonso Davies probably one of the best backs in, in the world, if not the best left back in the world. So, again, I'm interested to see 
what happens, but man, uh, this group, like you said, it's like the second group of death. Yeah, Belgium, you know, they've made third place in 2018, um, fourth place in the Nation League final, uh, but they've they've kind of haven't really done anything in the Euros. Runners up in 1980, like they, they mm-hmm. don't really make a lot of damage. They're always a dark horse that never actually gets on the track. And then Canada, <laughs> this is their second uh, World Cup appearance. Their first was in 1986. They didn't get out of the group. Uh, they have won the Gold Cup twice, and they were the best team in CONCACAF qualifying, so it's kind of like a, you know, who's who there. Uh, Morocco, best they've done is round of 16 in 1986, and they've done, they've they've won the um, Africa Cup of Nations in like 76, and then they also have the African Nations Championship they won in 2018 and 2020. And Croatia, we just talked about runners-up in 2018. That's the best they've done. They've gotten the quarterfinals of the Euros, and they're making their first Nations League finals appearance next year, Logan. So we don't know what their best result in that tournament is yet. All right, Group G, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland. Oh, did we? No, we didn't do the – yeah, we did. We did the group. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry, okay. I was, like, spacing out. Uh, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. Uh, and, Jordan, I got uh, two clear-cut winners, I think, in this uh, group. Um just if it's Brazil of, and Serbia, I agree with you. Yeah, there it is. Um, so we don't have any kind of uh, – from what I've read, uh, the other two teams are good, but they don't – Actually, no, I have Switzerland. Up. Sorry. Okay, I well, I you Serbia. stuck. Everything I've read have said Brazil and Serbia are favorites to win these two spots from Group Well, they G. probably are. I probably just messed up. Jordan, the, the – <laughs> Jordan, the betting. I them last. That's what was I doing? I don't know, dude. I don't know what you've been reading. Um, but anyway – uh, Brazil Jordan is the betting favorites uh, in this uh, in this World Cup. Um, the last time that a betting favorite Jordan has won the World Cup, I think, was in like the 1960s. So it has not happened in a really long time that the betting favorite has won a World Cup, and Brazil is that. Jordan, is this the year that one Brazil jumps out of this group, and is this the roster that could possibly take them to the finals? No. <laughs> All my Brazilian friends are just turning off the channel right now. I have Brazil as the third place team. I I don't have them winning it. I have them beating France in the third I place. I thought you game. Made in this group. I was like, dude, what the heck? Oh no no no! I have them. I, like... I have them winning the group. I have them winning okay. the group, and I actually have a really fun semifinal. It's Argentina Brazil, which would be impeccable. Like, oh, that would be great. Um, so I'm kind of hoping I'm right on that. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like – you. what was it you said? They haven't – the odds-on favorite hasn't won. And, like, since, like, 1960s. <laughs> yeah, because usually the odds-on favorite's Brazil, right. and they never win anymore. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, they won in 94 and 02. But this is a yeah. team that I feel like every year since I started watching the World Cup, they're like, this is the year Brazil wins it. No. This is the year Brazil wins it. And they don't. And in fact, they got shellacked by Germany in 2014. Um, so I don't know. I mean, they have a shot, right? I, I'm not the end-all be-all. But in my opinion, I don't have them winning this thing. But uh, just because they've let me down so many times when I hear people talk about how good they are. Um, and, you know, that's usually how it goes. So I, I don't have them winning this. 
So players to watch in this group, Neymar, uh, Gabriel Jesus, and Richarlson for Brazil, three very good attacking players, respectively. But, Jordan, uh, the diva syndrome usually takes place here with the Brazilian team. Um, you also have Serbia, who have Mitrovic, Tadic, Jovic, and Vlahovic. Um, a lot of fun there to say. Um, Vlahovic, one of the rising strikers in the world um, on a trend right in behind Erling Holland. Um, as two guys that are just emerging onto the scene uh, right before our eyes. Mitrovic has played extremely well for uh, Fulham as well. So that's been kind of fun to watch him kind of research. Um, and he really sucked in the Premier League uh, a couple of years ago. But then when Fulham has returned, they've actually been pretty decent. You have Switzerland who have Granit Xhaka, Shakiri, and Mbobio, Mboyo. I don't know how to say it, Mboilo. Um, and then you do have Cameroon who have Nkambi, uh, you have Onana and Embuemo. So uh, pretty good names on those rosters. Embuemo has been pretty decent as well. Um, I really like Granite Jaka. Uh, I think he's always performed extremely well and better than expectations. Uh, but Jordan, I, I think this Brazil team is just too class. For Man, this Jaka is overrated. Yeah, Granite. Um, Take it for Granite. Um, did we do the predictions? Uh, I just did. I just changed mine. So okay, okay I let's got... do it. I have now uh, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. I can't believe you have Serbia finishing second. I've got Brazil. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I've got Brazil, Serbia, oh, Switzerland, and yeah. Cameroon again. Uh, from everything I've read, um, Serbia is actually a pretty decent team. So I'm excited. I think they've got some really good players. Uh, it could be like a Costa Rica, kind of a dark horse there. I'm going to throw that in. Write that down. Serbia dark horse. I'm not writing uh, that down. Just okay. remember you said that. Okay, we'll just remember. <laughs> Group H, Portugal, Ghana. Thank God the US didn't get them again. Uh, Uruguay yes, the last and group, South yeah. Korea. Jordan, uh, in this group, players to watch. Portugal have Ronaldo, um, if you've heard of him. Ruben Diaz, Bruno Fernandes, and Bernardo Silva. Ghana. Jordan Ayu is still playing. I'm shocked by that. Um, Thomas Party and Mohamed Kudus. Uh, and then you have Uruguay, who's got Suarez Cavani and Valverde and uh, a very young and good Valverde. Uh, and then you've got South Korea, uh, who's got uh, Sun and He Chan. Um, and those are really the only two names that I could pull from that damn roster because so many people are like, I don't know who else is good on the team. I just know Sun. So, mm-hmm. um, Jordan, give us the rundown. How how are they as far as teams are concerned in World well, Cups? Well, Portugal has been to eight World Cups. They've been third place in 1966. Uh, that's their best result. Uh, they've made. They were the champions in 2016 for the Euros. Uh, they were the champions in the Nation League Finals in 2019. And they've uh, won the Confederate. They got third place in the Confederations Cup in 2017. So, mixed bag. Ronaldo was just recently on Piers Morgan complaining about <laughs> Manchester United. So I'm not sure what headspace he's in going into the World Cup. So I mean, this could be a. I don't know how much he would play for Portugal at this point anyway because he's old. But I don't know where his headspace is at. We'll see. Ghana. These are like, you don't want the U.S. to face off against Ghana in this World Cup, I would say. Uh, Their best results quarterfinals in 2010 after they beat the World Cup in the knockouts in the round of 16. They've had four appearances. Their first one was in 2006 when they uh, were a pain to the U.S. in the group stage. So uh, U.S. got their revenge in 2014. Um, 
but they also were the Africa Cup of Nations champions in 63, 65, 78, and 82. Uruguay, champions in 1930 and 1950, but with their more recent squad, uh, they they haven't gotten that close. Uh, Suarez, you know, in 2010 had the infamous handball that blocked a goal from Ghana in the quarterfinals. That's who Ghana lost to in the quarterfinals. And it put, it sent Uruguay to the semis. Um, and that was as far as they got in 2010. I don't remember how far they made it in 2014 or 2018 for whatever reason. But uh, Uruguay, Copa America winners in 2011. That's the most recent time for them. And South Korea, they've had 10 appearances. They've made it all the way to fourth place in 2002 when they hosted the competition. Um, and uh, they've uh, won the Asian Cup like in the 50s and 60s. They've won the EAFF Championship in 2017, 2019, and 2015. I don't know what championship that is. And they made it to the group stage of the Confederations Cup in 2001. So these are these are some teams that are experienced as well. This is another tough group. But I have the answer for the group. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Uruguay in first, Portugal in second, Ghana in third, and the Korea Republic in fourth. All right. And mine is Portugal, Uruguay, uh, Korea, and Ghana. So, yeah, not too much different there. Now, Jordan, um, we are going now to the knockout stages. So, are we going to talk about those? Are we? I don't know. Are we? Should we? I think we're good not to. I think because okay, that's a tough a thing. it's a tough thing to pick. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Let's keep well, it that way and then we'll we'll actually you can pick see it how when... good we are when you right. join our bracket there you go. and there you go. throughout the competition, you can see how good we how good we were. But uh yeah, I think for the preview, it's tough to go to the knockout stages because then you have to you have to get guess that you had it right. completely yep. right. And we didn't. We did not get this completely right. I'll tell yes, you that much. Did. There's gonna be there's gonna be upsets. There's gonna be disappointments. Um, so that's how I view it. So don't talk about I feel, England. I feel like we'll be like living in some alternate reality if we go through that the, that's the true. other thing. Yeah. But yeah, so we hit the end of the World Cup preview. I hope I mean this is long. I hope people were able to stick it through. <laughs> but Logan, let me ask you this last question before we get out of here. What other than like the U.S. games are you most looking forward to this World Cup? Is it just having the World Cup back on TV? Is it, you know, having four games a day at certain times? Is it a certain group that you're really looking forward to, like the group of death? What is it that like on the non-U.S. side of it and just as a fan of the sport, are you looking forward to the most in this World Cup? I think you mentioned or kind of alluded to um, it in the fact that this is the last time I think we see Lionel Messi on a world stage like this. Um, I just don't think and he probably plays. Ronaldo. Right. Um, yeah. Yep. I'd imagine Ronaldo, maybe Lewandowski. You know, you're going to start to see some of the phases of, of some of these players end. Um and, and, you know, it's sad. Uh, DeAndre Yedlin. I mean, guys that you're really just, you're going to miss. Um, but no, all joking aside, I think you got to look at the Ronaldo Messi. Like, this is the last time we'll see these two uh, together in a World Cup. Um, and that's just insane to me. Um, I think they both had some really weird endings to their careers, pers- respectively. I think Messi's kind of 
uh, gone quiet because he went to Paris. And I think Ronaldo's just kind of fallen way off the map because he's whatever he's doing in United or they're doing to him. Um, and that interview is so awkward. If you watch it, Jordan, it's terrible. Um, but again, seeing guys like that. And then I think the other thing too is I am totally looking forward to, and I'm, I'm rooting for this to happen. I'm hoping that Brazil gets to play Argentina just because I think that would be a blast and a half. Um, but on the U.S. perspective side, I guess, looking forward to uh, Tyler Adams, I think that is ultimately what I'm looking forward to the most. But um, those are just some things, some quick things I'm looking forward to. But Messi and Ronaldo are on the top of the list. This is the last time we'll see those two on the same stage in this, in this competition. I'm looking forward to waking up every morning during Soccer. this tournament and having international high quality world cup soccer on the screen. I know people talk about the injuries and stuff leading into it, or it's the wrong time of year. It's the wrong venue. But for me, this is the sport, you know, I, yes, I love club soccer. We, you know, MLS, we cover on here, just got my heart ripped out in MLS cup final, you know, watching premier league, watching, documentaries like Sunderland till I die and welcome to Wrexham are great to see like how some of those little teams have to navigate. But for me, it's always been international soccer. It's my entry point to the sport in 2006 when I sat down to watch the world cup and it really sunk its claws into my chest and said, you're never leaving this sport again. And, uh, it was this, it was this tournament. It was this sport. And I, I am, I know a lot of English fans and, you know, people like Matt and stuff that are like, no club soccer is the best. What I love about this is that you can't, you can't sign a need, right? Right. You have to develop your needs. We've been talking this whole time about how center back and how, striker are our biggest needs and it's not like we could just go and be like let's sign Erling Haaland like we had to be like we had to hope Sargent or somebody would catch fire and like all right we're going into a tournament now like this is great and over these times since we got knocked out of the world cup we had to build a team from the youth who had grew up watching these heroes like Dempsey and Donovan and seeing their heroes fail in Kova and then having to now rise up is what they're going to have to do. And that's for every single country that's now making it into the world cup again, not just the U S but this is the pinnacle of the sport. This is the best part of the sport. This is why it's the beautiful game. It unites the whole world to watch this one event that is the most watched sports event in the world. So I don't care if it's the wrong time of year. I don't care if it's the wrong venue. I am at this point fully locked in. Like I said, at the beginning of the show, the club season is over on hold right now. And we are about to launch into a beautiful tournament that uh, is a chance for the USA to make an impact and a chance for some of these people to really, you know, uh, etch their name into history the way that 
I mean, look look at the big events that we always talk about. It's always World Cups. It's about how Pele did in the World Cup. It's about Maradona's hand of God. It's about Terion Ray's hand of God when he uh, helped uh, knock Republic of Ireland out of the playoffs for World Cup. It's these international moments that live in more infamy worldwide than club matches, right? And and club games. Part of it's because it's a playoff style, so you have more do or die than. 34 games that city will ultimately win the title. in. you know, it's that, that makes this just so much better. And seeing these players play for more than just the paycheck, they're playing for the pride of their country and for themselves. And yes, eventually that might translate to them getting another move, but it's just why I love the sport so much. I know I just rambled on for like an hour about why, what I'm looking forward to the world cup, just having it back on the TV, being able to wake up every morning and flip it on at 5 a.m., I guess. <laughs> I'll watch, be awake. It's one of the games I can watch. <laughs> and watch the games. And, uh, you know, when I'm at work, I'll record them and come home and probably watch a few while I'm laying in bed, getting ready for the next day. And I'm just really excited that it's back. And guess what? The only plus side about this taking place in the fall is that it's actually less than four years until we have 2026. Three and a half half years uh, for what will be the the best moment in sports, the 2026 FIFA World Cup here in the USA, Canada, and Mexico. Last two questions before we leave. Who wins it? How far does the U.S. go? So I have the uh, Argentina beating Spain in the World Cup final and i have the usa uh getting knocked out by france in the quarters okay i have france beating brazil in the final and i have the u.s getting bounced out in the first round of uh 16 so i can't yeah well it's realistic so I'm being realistic. Tampering expectations. So. I'd be realistic too. I have a speeding Ecuador and getting okay. to France. It's reasonable. But you also have France beating Mexico. <laughs> you had us winning the group. Yes, I did. If we win the group though, just a side note. If the US wins the group, our road in should actually be easier if we can somehow compete well against France. <laughs> like, yeah, because you France is like really it on that side. You face like Netherlands. Then Belgium. Like you could face a number of people yeah. that are just not great. On my Serbia. side here, I see Netherlands, Argentina, Germany, Belgium, Brazil, Portugal. Like that's who I have on my left side. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah. So that is much more brutal. Yeah. Well, if you want to give us a follow, you can reach us on uh, at Stateside Show on all of the platforms. And uh, you can email us statesideshow at gmail.com. We'll have the link in the show notes and I'll edit the YouTube for it too, but it'll be the entry link for the MLS cup. I mean, not the MLS cup, the world cup MLS websites, uh, um, uh, bracket challenge that we were referring to this whole time. So yeah, well, I hope everyone has a great rest of the week. We will see you Monday night. Maybe go live Monday night, recap yep. the USA versus Wales, yep. which will be fun. And then I know, uh, we don't know Logan's situation yet fully for Black Friday, but I'll be live 
um, on that day, no matter what. I might even do like a lunchtime stream on Monday, two hours okay. before kickoff with lineups and just kind of my predictions. Uh, so just keep an eye out for all that. But the, the next podcast episode will be recording next Monday when we'll recap our first World Cup game here on the Stateside Soccer Show. So I'm really looking forward to that. Well, thanks, everyone. We'll see you later. Hope everyone enjoys the beginning of the World Cup. Bye-bye. Tomorrow, throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. men's national team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stop It's Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.